Hey Rebels, this is a bonus episode this week. This topic I'm about to deep dive into, it just keeps coming up this week. And if it's one thing I've realized, if that if something keeps showing up, it's probably for a reason. So I said to someone the other day, you know, we've lost the art of listening. Actually, I said it a few times. And interestingly, each time the person I was talking to, when I said that, first they got super quiet and asked me a little bit more about what I meant. Great listening. And then they went off for easily 20 minutes about how we don't connect anymore as humans. And it was almost as if they hadn't really thought about it in that light before, what was bothering them or why they were having a hard time making connections until I said, we've lost the art of listening. So in this episode, that's what I want to talk about. I want to talk about the echo chambers and the empty ears that we have created in our society. Now, I live in the US and I actually think it's particularly bad here. I know we have people all across the globe. I'd love to hear from you rebels out there all over if you're feeling the same way. I do think it's particularly bad here in the US right now. And by the way, I'm not gonna turn this into a political or an agenda-based podcast at all. The human side, that's what I want this podcast to be about. But in order to do that, I think we have to recognize that these echo chambers and empty ears is the society that we're in right now. By the way, I don't yet have a name for these types of bonus episodes. They're kind of, I don't know if they're me on my soapbox or ranting or just diving into something that's really relevant, but I want them to be labeled so that you know what they are. So here are my top four picks, at least so far. And as you can tell, they're all coffee related, no surprise. So roasted rants, brewing ideas, steaming hot topics, and espresso driven tirade. So do me a favor hop on over to the Overly Caffeinated Community. That's our members only area. And the link is in the show notes or on our website. And just let me know what you vote for. Or if you have a better idea, I am open to all suggestions on this one. So that's what I've got so far. And I'll post these when I'm done recording and then I'll let you help me decide. I would love, love your input and your ideas. Today, I'm hoping to highlight the pitfalls of losing the art of listening, what it's doing to us personally and as a society. And then I also wanna give you some ways that you can get out of that. Obviously, I don't want you to lose the art of listening. I want you to gain the art of listening because you gain so much from it. So let's stop first and say, well, all right, Tamar, what do we mean by echo chambers and by empty ears? Here's what I mean. So an echo chamber, is an environment in which a person encounters only beliefs or opinions that coincide with their own so that their existing views are reinforced and alternate ideas are not considered. So think about the people you talk to, the conversations you have, the news that you watch or listen to, the, the pundits that you pay attention to, all of that. Chances are you're in an echo chamber. We all are. And by the way, social media does it to us as well. We like something. So we get more of that thing that we like and less of the things that we brush over or don't like. And those are the things typically that don't align with our current views. So basically it's like being on a hamster wheel of the same shit over and over again. And it's reinforcing itself over and over again. So it never stops. To me, that's the echo chamber. I think you know what it means, but I thought it was important to define it and to really understand that it's, you know, you're only encountering and letting in things that 
already match and validate your current beliefs and does not, not only not consider, but not even let in alternative ideas. So that's an echo chamber. We're all in it. Empty ears. So that's when we listen to speak. You know, that is right. Where you're having a conversation with someone and they say something and then all you're doing is waiting to have the reply or to say something on top of them, or, you know, they're talking and you're just kind of waiting your turn. That's what listening to speak is, or we're listening to hear what we want to hear. So they're talking about something and we're like, yeah, 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 you totally agree with me. Yeah, that's exactly what I believe. But actually they're saying the opposite, but all we do is pull out the little nuggets that maybe agree with our current opinions. Or frankly, we don't listen at all. We're not present, we're not there. Maybe we're hearing the words, it's like a word salad in our brain, but we're not really paying attention. So echo, cham echo chambers is the environment that we're in that reinforce validating current beliefs. And empty ears are when we're hearing, like we hear the words, but we're not really listening because we're too busy kind of waiting for our moment to speak. So not even hearing what they're saying. We're not seeking to understand, or we only hear what we want to hear, even if it doesn't, even if it's not exactly what they're saying, or we're just not listening at all. So obviously all this leads to confirmation bias. And that's just when we're in echo chambers all day long, and we're not really listening and seeking to understand, right? We're hearing them, but we're not really listening. It's no wonder we have confirmation bias, which again is validating what we already believe and not letting in new stuff. And I've actually taken a step further than that. Not only is it validating what we already believe, it's actually repelling people and ideas that don't align with us. And I think that's part of where the real problem is here and part of the real detriments of echo chambers and empty ears is that not only are we not opening ourselves up to new ideas, and I'll talk more about the personal negative consequences of this, but also now the people who are outside of that confirmation bias, we don't align with, we don't agree with, and then we don't like them. Sometimes we even demonize them just for having a different opinion or coming from a different place. That's not okay, don't you think? I think this decline of really seeking to understand and empathetic listening is decreasing our ability and our willingness to listen to each other's with empathy and genuine understanding or seeking to understand. And I think this is important because seeking to understand and empathy and being open to new opinions and new perspectives and respecting disagreement plays a critical role in our interpersonal relationships, in uh, effective communication, fostering a sense of empathy and connection in our societies. I mean, we're tribal, right? We need to get along with each other. It's pretty significant. So here's where I think this lost art of listening really erodes us as a society. So it reduces our understanding. So when we aren't really listening, it reduces our ability to understand the thoughts, the feelings, and the experiences of others. It actually minimizes the people around us, especially when they come from a different place. It can lead to misunderstandings, miscommunication, increased conflict, and in, I think personal and professional relationships. And at the worst, it can cause demonizing of other people. And I think we've seen that a lot lately. It weakens the empathy. So listening, truly listening, seeking to understand, maybe called empathetic listening. So obviously empathetic listening is closely tied to empathy, which is just, empathy is just our ability to vicariously experience, understand another person's emotions. It's kind of putting yourself in their shoes and allowing you to seek to understand and respect the shoes that they wear. 
And when we stop listening in that more empathetic way, it makes it a lot harder to relate and connect with other people on an emotional level. And we are emotional human beings. That's what drives us. So when we don't seek to understand and we don't listen, we lose connections with other people. So if you're out there and you're feeling siloed, maybe a little bit alone, maybe like you're carrying the weight of the world on your shoulders or you're your own island, I would encourage you to think about, well, are you actually seeking to understand and listening to other people or have those connections been eroded? I almost think of like, if we all had these invisible ropes that we're connected to other people with, those ropes get kind of thinner and thinner and thinner. The strands kind of start to break on the outside. They get frayed. That's what I'm looking for. Ha, frayed. And over time that they break. So if you're feeling like that, I would, I would think about your listening skills too. I think in the grand scale, it creates division and polarization. So in a world, I would argue like we're in now, where people are less likely to li listen empathetically to those with different viewpoints, um, division and polarization get amplified. So this, of course, leads to social, political discord, this kind of me versus you mentality that we find ourselves in. People become more entrenched in their own beliefs and less willing to consider alternative perspectives, making them even more entrenched and even more dug in, which makes kind of me all right, you know, and you all wrong, which is never the case. I think we know that intellectually, but in the real world, think about how we talk about other people, how we talk about people with different beliefs or perspectives or ideas, right? They're, we're right, they're all wrong, creates a division. So lack of listening, empathetic listening, absolutely stifles, stifles. So lack of listening, absolutely stifles problem solving, creativity, innovation. So listening, we often forget, is a major component of effective problem solving and conflict resolution. When people don't listen empathetically to one another, they are much less likely to find mutually acceptable solutions to whatever their disagreements or disputes are. We forget that listening matters so much to being open to new ideas and open to new, new perspectives. And when we stop listening, we stop letting those, that new thinking, those new ideas in. And that's how we solve today's problems, especially in a rapidly changing world. And it really stifles it when we're not listening. And I think the challenge that we get into is we try to convince people when we're in that argument Instead of stopping and seeking to understand, why is this person saying what they're saying? Why are they having these challenges? Why are they coming from this place? What do we do instead? Of course, we try to convince them and we try to push our thinking down their throats and that never works. And then they're pushing their thinking at us. And we're just in a big convincing battle that never goes anywhere. We got to spend more time seeking to understand. I think if we spend more time listening and less time talking, we'd have less conflict. I think that's true on the one-on-one -on -one level. And I think it's true on the greater societal level as well. All right, it reduces trust. Um, trust is the foundation of a healthy relationship. I think we all know that. When listening declines, trust gets eroded. People feel unheard and unvalued. And when trust gets eroded, everything else starts to fall apart. That is at the foundational level of pretty much everything. And talk about feeling unheard and unvalued. When we stop listening, um, it actually impacts our our emotions, our mental health, whatever you want to call it. Uh, someone listening to you provides incredible emotional support and validation. Think about the last time you were frustrated about something and you went to someone and they just heard you out. They didn't even have a solution for you. They just heard you out. Didn't you feel better afterwards? Yeah. 
I have to tell you, and I, I've experienced this with a lot of friends lately, and I think it's because everybody's just very stressed out and frayed around the edges. And so I get it. And I I don't have many gifts in this world, but one of them is listening and asking questions. Like that realm. I'm I'm just I'm deeply curious. I want to know what makes people tick, human behavior, why you believe what you believe. Uh so I'm, I'm a great listener and great at asking questions. But I gotta tell you, I feel like lately my friend group has not reciprocated that. And I noticed it. I was struggling through something about three weeks ago and I had dinner with a friend of mine and I started to open up. I started to kind of, I don't know, put forward whatever it was that was really bothering me. And she launched in with like, well, let me tell you what I'm going through before even like asking me a couple of questions about what I was dealing with. And it really frustrated me and it shut me down. And I didn't really want to be at dinner anymore. Not because I didn't want to hear her. I wanted to hear her, but I wanted to be fully understood and feel valued first. So think about that when you're talking to someone, you sitting there and listening and asking some questions to show that you care is all it takes to improve someone's mood, to improve your mood. It feels good to help lift other people up, to improve their outlook. That's all it takes. But when we don't get that, we don't get that sense of belonging and connection, and we don't get that sense of being heard. So that's to me, is kind of a big one. And lastly, I'd say when we think about this lost art of listening and these echo chambers and empty ears, what really gets eroded is social cohesion. And that is important no matter where you live, who you are, what you do, what you believe in. There's this greater social cohesion that has to happen. And empathetic listening contributes to that. And of course, when we don't have that, it erodes it and creates really fragmented societies and leads to this feeling of isolation and alienation. Now, I'm just going to talk about the U.S. for a second and say, that don't you think that's exactly where we are now? We're fragmented. You believe what you believe and your camp is over there. I believe what I believe and my camp is over here. And I'm not going to spend the time listening to your camp. I don't, I don't want to understand why you believe. I just think everything you believe is wrong, period, end of story. I mean, legit, it's the sad truth. So social cohesion gets eroded. And I think, uh, I think as a society, as a country, as a, a group of people, that is essential for our success moving forward. And the more fragmented we are, the more we tend to, I think, suck inwards and not move forward together. We actually need each other in some way, right? I'm all about the individual and I'm on a huge Anne Rand fans, but also we need each other. So as you can see, there are a lot of downsides to these echo chambers that we're in and this these empty ears that we are guilty of doing ourselves and having all around us. And I do think it just takes one person to step out and get back that art of listening to change that. I don't think it has to be all 10 people in the room have to do it at once. I think as you do it, other people start to follow suit. So before I go into kind of some things that you can do to help you overcome these echo chambers and these empty ears that are really cutting off our nose despite our faces. Is that the right phrase? I don't know. I always get them wrong. If you listen to me long enough, you know that I get my phrases wrong, but I think you know what I mean. So let's talk about not just from a kind of, I think the things I just listed, the, um, let me go back a second. The division and polarization, the stifling problem solving, social cohesion, the reducing trust, the reducing understanding, weakening of empathy. I think all that is true on a personal level, but also on a grander scale. So I want to make it very real for you and me before I go into some things that you can do to overcome it and to shift back into the art of listening and bring that back into the world that you're in. 
So let's talk about why this lack of listening is hurting you and me personally. So I alluded to it earlier, it minimizes your ability to innovate and create a problem solve, which is by the way, a critical skill in today's rapidly changing world. You need to be open to new ideas, fresh perspectives, ones that you don't currently hold. It's really hard to strengthen this skill that is so essential in today's world if you're in echo chambers all the time and if you're relying on what you've always done. And by the way, if you're finding yourself feeling stuck like that, chances are you're in an echo chamber. Chances are you've stopped listening to the people around you. And that all makes you stuck in status quo. And I think it, it's hard to get out of it if you're closed off. It's hard to innovate, think differently, solve the new problems that we face in this world that you face personally. If you're stuck in status quo and what you've always done, that's your echo chamber talking. I really, and I've said a little bit before, but I think it erodes your personal relationships. We need each other. We're tribal. I have so, not so many. I have several friends that refuse to even listen to someone or be in the same room with someone that holds a different belief than theirs. It, it kind of blows my mind, although I seek to understand why they feel this way. And there's kind of a very personal reason behind it. But I also think it's really myopic and it's creating those fragments that we talked about. And for you, that's happening. When you start to say, well, I'm not going to like this person because, you know, they hold this one belief, but I'm not going to bother to understand why they believe that. I'm just going to not like them for it. You're, you're closing off an entire relationship for one little thing. And one little thing that you've never even bothered to understand. And you're not going to enjoy the connections that you may have with that person. Life is dynamic. Humans are dynamic. And it has been my experience that even, you know, if I look at my friend groups kind of internal and kind of moving out on the rungs of the circles. I have a lot of different types of friends and a lot of different worlds. And we don't always agree on everything. In fact, we definitely don't, but we're all very dynamic. And that one little belief or that one little action, the one way that they live their life, whatever it is, a one decision they made, the one opinion they have is not the totality of them. It's just not. So Life is dynamic. Humans are dynamic. We're more than one decision, one opinion, one experience. Give the people around you that chance. Seek to understand. Don't get stuck. It's hurting you personally. So don't get stuck. So the other two, I think, uh, which is very, okay, these are the ones that I think people get really frustrated by or they want to disagree with me on because it doesn't make them feel good. So you ready for them? So if you feel a little uncomfortable in this, this might be speaking to you. I think on a personal level, we become misinformed or just completely ignorant. Uh, when we're not actively listening and critically evaluating the information that we take in, we allow misinformation to get in on all sides, by the way. And I think this can have serious consequences for your decision-making, your beliefs, like you're moving forward in the world with either wrong information or a sliver of the information, not the full context. context. And I know, right? I know what some of you out there are going to say, well, well, this side is really bad with, you know, with, um, is it fake facts? What is the word I'm looking for? False fact, whatever, you know, the phrase I'm looking for, right? Or this side's all about misinformation, but we're the truth. First of all, nobody's one side or the other. We'll talk about that a little bit more in a second. It, that's not how it works. And second, maybe you're the one that's misinformed. I'm just saying, I don't know that any of us have all the information anyway. So let's be open to listening, to having some getting out of our echo chambers and listening and seeking to understand. And the thing that I think is critical is evaluating what we take in. In a lot of ways, I think 
lack of listening makes us dumb because we've stopped critically evaluating information. There used to be a time when you would hear something on the news or someone would say something to you and you'd kind of want to trust but validate. Remember that phrase? I'm all for that. I'm going to trust you and then I'm going to validate and dig in. But we've lost that. So we become dumb. So not only misinformed, we're actually just dumb. That's horrible. We don't want that, do we? No, of course not. So I also think that on a personal level, our conflicts with others goes up because like I said, those, those lack of listening skills leads to misunderstandings and miscommunications. Think about the last time you and your significant other, whether that's your husband, wife, partner, uh, boyfriend, girlfriend, whatever the title is. Think about the last time you had an argument. And then upon reflection, you look back how many times do you then look at that argument and go, we just weren't understanding each other. We weren't hearing each other. We just didn't see eye to eye on something where we didn't, we didn't get what the other person was trying to say. Well, it's because we're not seeking to understand. We're seeking to convince that person of why you're right and they're wrong or, you know, why you feel the way you feel is the only valid thing and they need to accept your feelings, but you're not accepting theirs. Usually it's a misunderstanding, miscommunication. So it escalates conflict and disputes. So give yourself the ease of de-escalating conflict, maybe even avoiding the unnecessary conflict by just getting out of the echo chamber and just seeking to understand empathetic listening just a little bit more. Now, I'm going to close out the negative side of it with, I think it undermines our democracy. Just go big for a second. I'm going to go big or go home, right? Um, effective listening and open dialogue are essential for informed decision-making and I think the functioning of a healthy democracy. Don't you feel like that when you watch the politicians on the news? Like, what the heck? Are they even listening to the people that voted them in? Are they even listening to each other? No, right? We know that coming together and getting to alignment and decision-making and, um, and getting to the right decisions create are created by a willingness to listen to diverse perspectives and to take it in and i think when we don't do that our viewpoints become narrow and we lose the collective wisdom of a diverse society which we're in so this lack of listening not only hurts us personally on a one-on-one -on -one basis but it undermines the big kahuna okay so that's my uh that concludes the negative part <laughs> let's talk about how you can overcome it so that you in the world that you're in can tap the power of active listening so that you can have the positive sides of it, which is stronger trust, connections, um, less conflict where it's not needed, um, being open to more solutions, being stronger decision makers and problem solving. Do you see how all of that is based in active listening? Yeah, active listening is essential. So let me give you some ways to actually do that. Number one, which I don't know how many numbers I have, so I should probably not do number one. How about we go with first? First, be attentive and be present. So you always know the person you're talking to who's not present. You know, you know what I mean? Like they're there, but they're not there. You can kind of see that they're thinking about something else or distracted or, you know, there's a weird pause in your conversation because they're not really listening and they have to come back to you when they realize you stopped talking or their comments are off or they're just behind you. Yeah, mm -hmm, yeah. Mm -hmm. 
So here's the reality. We all have shit that we deal with every single day and we've all got a lot in our brains. But I have found that being present in a conversation that I'm in is the better way to go. And I get so much more out of that conversation. And so does the person on the other side. So I like to think of it as like being like a gazelle. If you ever watch any of those National Geographic documentaries where the lions are chasing the gazelles to hunt them down, to eat them in the savanna or in the jungle, wherever they are, here's what's cool about it. So the gazelle, right? Let's say the lion almost catches it. It's a harrowing moment, but the gazelle shockingly gets away. You know what the gazelle does? It shakes it off. And I mean, literally like shakes its body and then it's back in the present moment eating its grass. Could you, could you imagine how a gazelle would live its life if it all it ever did was have the stress of worrying about a lion? Oh my gosh, it would never eat the grass. It would never find its you know group. It would never travel. It would just live in constant fear in the bushes. Well, that's a little bit what we're doing. So we need to be more like a gazelle. So if you are carrying some baggage around, you got some mental residue happening. I get it, right? We've all got crazy stuff that we're dealing with. But for your next conversations to open up the listening and be present, take a moment to shake it off or be like Taylor Swift. If that's your thing right now, I know that's kind of her and Travis Kelsey. It's all in the news, but you get my point, right? So I will like, if I, I do this with my kids a lot because, you know, I'll be at work, I'll be at my computer and then they walk in the door. So I got to kind of switch really quickly to kid mode and just push out whatever I was working on and whatever's going on in my head about the day. So I will just take a second and maybe not physically shake, but I'll just take a deep breath and then turn to the kids and be attentive. So be like a gazelle, sh take a moment to shake it off. You need to go around a corner and physically shake. I say, go do it. But what you'll find is your ability to really listen to the person, hear the words, ask those questions, be engaged. Your ability to do that will elevate tremendously and you and that person will get so much more, all that trust and collaboration and bonding and all those things that we talked about, like the flip side of all the negatives go up when you do that. So shake it off. All right. The second one is ask open-ended questions. So instead of asking questions that give you yes or no responses, ask how or what questions. So for example, how was your day? That's a one word question or a yes or no. Good. Did you have a good day? Yeah. Yeah. And then you get nothing else. So instead, what was good about your day today? What happened today that was of note for you? Who talks like that anymore of note? Nobody. <laughs> See my age, but you get my point. Open-ended questions. First of all, show the person on the other side that you're really listening but it's you being deeply curious and seeking to understand. And it's keeping the conversation going. And yes or no, or one word answers, just simply questions that do that, just simply don't. We wanna ask open-ended questions. The next one is ask probing questions. So I think a better way to say this might be, be deeply curious. Seek to go three layers deeper with the people that you're talking to. That's where the real heart of it is anyway. That's where the real magic is. It's in those layers deep. It's not at the surface. So when you start to connect with someone and they're talking to you about, I don't know why they love sci-fi as a genre. Don't be like, oh, cool, cool. Yeah. Well, what? yeah, okay, great. How about asking them, well, what do you like about it? Well, I really like how the women are always super badass and it's super imaginative and 
and how like you know it's almost like um good versus evil but in space sometimes all right can you give me an example of some of those I've, I've never watched sci-fi like what else give me an example of how that plays out so i understand it okay well in this okay you get the point i won't keep going really seeking to go deeper with people you learn so much about people by asking these probing questions that really go deeper but you you person listening need to be deeply curious to make it happen you have to care and i always find that when i'm assumptive or i stay on the surface or i think i've gotten enough information that's the moment that i need to dig a little bit deeper so go three layers deep with people like i said it's where the magic is the next one request clarification don't assume you know what they mean and don't let something you don't understand go unnoticed. I had someone say to me once, I just, I want a guy to sweep me off my feet. And I was like, yeah, 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 yeah. And then I think it was like a couple of weeks later, she went on the date and the guy brought her a single rose and she was telling me about it. And I was like, oh, that's nice. Like good for him. And she was like, oh my gosh, he swept me off my feet. And I had this disconnect in my head about the situation. I thought it was very nice of him, but to me, that wasn't sweeping off the feet. To me, that's like, I don't know, booking a trip, an international trip to Costa Rica, Rica for the weekend, with, you know, and it's a surprise for my birthday, right? Like we have very different views of what sweeping off your feet is. And that's great. Neither are wrong. But had I taken a moment when she first said it to me and said, what do you mean by that? Like, give me an example of what sweeping off your feet looks like for you. I would have understood and not had such a weird disconnect when she came back to me. I didn't get clarification. I assumed we meant the same things by it, but we don't. And there's so many words that we use that have personal meanings to them and they're not the same. So if someone's like, I want at work, I've had this before, I was like, I want a wow factor in my presentation. So I'm over there creating a PowerPoint with bells and whistles, but that's not what they meant. What they meant by wow is give me some insights that I would have never expected before totally different. Now, if I just stopped and said, what do you mean by wow? Like how many times do people say those words? We just brush over them. But if you really, really want to up your listening skills, if you really want to get out of the echo chamber and start to really pay attention to what people are saying to you, really be that listener. This is a, in my opinion, is a critical, critical one. Don't assume you know what they mean and ask. And also don't let something you don't understand go unnoticed. I think sometimes that fear of feeling stupid or looking like we don't know what we're talking about, or maybe just not wanting to bother the person keeps us from asking that clarifying question of, I don't, I don't know what you mean by that. We're having a really hard time. Oh, what do you, what do you mean by hard? I don't know what you mean by that. I know what I mean by that, but I don't know what that means to you. So ask clarifying questions. This is where I think vulnerability really comes in in a good way, because you have to be a little bit vulnerable to ask the questions, to be bold enough to say, hey, I don't understand what you're saying. And they have to be vulnerable in answering, but you started it and then they'll pick up on it. It's really powerful to ask those clarifications. So I'm going to say this again. Don't assume you know what they mean and don't let something you don't understand go unnoticed. Critical. Uh, and the last one is, actually, there's two more really, but the last kind of personal one is paraphrasing. This is just a way to confirm that you're listening and hearing. 
Now, I want you to be careful with this one because this isn't just being like, uh huh, uh huh. Okay, tomorrow, what I heard you say is X, Y, X, Y, Z, and just kind of making a list. It's really about letting the person know you really get what they're telling me, what they're telling you. So I was just on a call the other day, and this was for work actually, and we were talking, and I had like pages of notes of a workshop that they wanted. So finally I said, hey, I just want to sum up what I'm hearing so I make sure I'm on the right track. And I said, I'm hearing, if I kind of pull all these things together, what I'm hearing is this, this, and this. And two of them, they were like, oh my gosh, yes, Neil, I'd never use those words. That's exactly what we're trying to say here. And then third one, they're like, yeah, but I think we need to you know, look at it this way. How great. And then we got to the right thing. Paraphrasing makes people feel heard and valued. And if there's a disconnect, you'll uncover it. So like I said, this is not just about uh-huh, 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 and then pulling out three things and repeating back what they said. I hate those. That is the worst when people just parrot it. Oh, it drives me nuts. But it really is about really listening. I had five pages of notes that in my brain were kind of having to come together to paraphrase. I wasn't pulling out three specific things they said. I had to look for the patterns in what they said and then paraphrase it back, right? That showed them I was really listening because I pulled it together for them. You can do the same in any conversation, personal, professional, doesn't matter, paraphrasing. And then, like I said, the person on the other side feels valued and heard. And that's important too. So I will also put this as a checklist on the overly caffeinated community as well, because I think this is something that would be awesome to just print out, reread, and maybe even hand to some other people in your world, whether that's your family, your friends, your colleagues, whatever it is, and just just a great reminder of, hey, we're not going to be stuck in echo chambers and empty ears. We're really going to seek to understand each other and really dial up our listening because trust, creative problem solving, collaboration, connection, feeling valued, um, our mood, our mind, like all of that gets ele elevated when we get back to this art of listening. It's so powerful. So the last kind of piece of advice in the list is I want you to... You ready for it? Nobody likes this one. I want you to seek out seek out alternative information sources. I know, right? Nobody wants that. I watch the news I watch. I listen to the radio stations I listen to or the podcasts that I listen to. I want you to seek out alternative sources. And then, this is the important part, listen without judgment. Have an open mind. It will start to broaden your thinking and your perspective, and it will make you a better listener and critical thinker. That is so, so essential. So I don't have cable at home, so I, I can't do this at home. But when I travel, and I do fairly often, I actually, in the hotel room, will bounce between all the news stations. And I mean all of them, everything from CNN to Fox News to local to whatever's in the middle of all that. And I do it without judgment and I do it so that I can kind of seek to understand so that I can look at the different perspectives, be critical, be open. And if I could ask them questions, if it weren't a TV, I would be open to it, but then also think critically about what I'm hearing. And that helps my listening. So if you want to really get out of your echo chamber, it starts by seeking out diverse perspectives. Maybe this is on your TikTok channel. Maybe this is on your Facebook, whatever. Often in TikTok, I'll look up things that are maybe I disagree with or just outside of my realm so that those things also start to show up on my feed. So the algorithms must be super confused by me because I don't have kind of one way of thinking on my feed. You can see it as, as I'm, you're going through stuff. I listen to all perspectives. It gets a little confusing for the algorithm, but for me, it keeps me out of the echo chamber, um, makes me a better critical thinker and definitely a better listener.
So I'll put all that on the overly caffeinated community. As we close, here's what I want you to think about. Be accepting of differences. And instead of trying to convince someone why they are wrong and you are right or why this belief is right and theirs is wrong or whatever side of the coin you're on, how about just listening? How about just seeking to understand why they believe what they believe or why they have those opinions, made those decisions, live their life the way they do, whatever it is. You may not agree with them, but if you understand why, I think you can have some peace in that disagreement. Right now, disagreement creates all this unnecessary strife and conflict. But maybe just, maybe two things, maybe in seeking to understand and really listening, not only are you more likely to accept it, you don't have to agree with it, but you're more likely to accept it, but maybe it'll expand your thinking and your beliefs as well. Look, you believe what you believe for a reason. Wouldn't you say that's true, right? You've got experiences, facts, data, life stories, all of it. Well, so do they. Also, no one is all right or all wrong. I mean, how egotistical was to think that? I'm not, you're not. So be open to the idea that other perspectives are right too. To me, this is one of the biggest challenges that we face in our society. And I think especially in the US. And like I said, I'm go to the over, over the caffeinated community. I'm, I'm curious to hear from your our global members, kind of how they're feeling about it. But it's this mindset that one side is all right and one side is all wrong. And whatever side you're on, I'm sure, by the way, is the all right one. Of course. And I'm sure you also know, it's just not possible. Life is too dynamic for that. So be open to the fact that we are all right and all wrong in some way, right? We have a little bit of right and a little bit of wrong inside of us. And it's okay to be both. And build respect. None of this is possible if you don't respect the experiences, the life, and the mind of the other person. We've lost that in the society and it's it's sad. It's so sad. I've spent a lot of time in different parts of this country, um, partially because I live in Denver and the love of my life lives in uh, a small town in New Mexico. And so I go from this kind of city life to this more rural life back and forth all the time. And I've met and interacted with people that I don't think I had in my bubble on a day to day. And I have learned so much about how amazing all the people are in both my worlds and how their views and their perspectives in some ways are actually way more in alignment than we ever think they are. I mean, we have a lot more in common underneath the surface. That's why I think digging is so important. Kind of our reasons, our desires, our hopes are very similar. But also the things that are different about us, why they believe what they believe, or this person over here believes what they believe and the decisions they make actually make a lot of sense if you just stop and listen, but you got to come from a place of respect and that's on you. And that's on me to build that. You have to start giving people the benefit of the doubt. I also, through my speaking, spent a lot of time all across the globe. I was in Mexico city that I'm in, you know, Grand Rapids. Like I'm in all these different places with all these different people and these different experiences. And so I'm fortunate. I get to be at the intersection of difference and it's great. And I've learned like I said, that if you just take the time to seek, to understand, to listen, to open up those ears, the connection is so much more powerful. The understanding is so much more powerful. The trust, um, it feels good to connect with people. And we've lost that a little bit. Like I said in the beginning, if you feel like you're carrying the weight of the world on your shoulders alone, or you're siloed, or you're on an island, maybe it's because you stopped listening. 
I think listening is the key to all this. So if we want to get out of our echo chambers, we got to seek diverse perspectives and opinions. And if we want to really connect with people and have a more fulfilling life in that way, we've got to get back to real listening. The art of listening is gone. And I, man, if all I did in this world was get more people to listen more and open up more communication and more connection, I will feel like I've done my job. So I hope you go out and do that. And I hope that you'll tell me about it. And now that you've heard this, let's go back to those names and see if roasted rants, brewing ideas, steaming hot topics, espresso-driven tirade, if any of those make sense. What do you think? As you can tell, I have some pretty, um, pretty strong feelings about all this because when I look around, I see the impact, the negative impact of us being in those echo chambers and having empty ears. So let's let's go back to the positive side of being human. And that's this brain that we have that's deeply curious and seeks to understand and listens to others. Let's not fragment ourselves from each other. Tamara, out. <laughs>